Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. Welcome back to The Things We Say. This is Sheldon. And this is Nate. And we're back at it again. Um, me and Nate have been looking for a decent argument since we got started. <laughs> and one where we take up contrarian positions, put our gloves on, and just go at it. Because <laughs> it would be fun. It would you be fun. You guys would get to hear me shouting. And Sheldon <laughs> has a level of loud that he gets to in an argument and or debate that I have rarely ever heard from another person. And it just elevates no matter what's going on. It's called the high voice. (laughs) You go to it as necessary and you stay there as long as you need to until the other side gives in. And I get frustrating because usually when I get into an argument, I start getting, I start over enunciating and I start unfortunately talking to people like they're stupid, which is usually what they think I'm doing, which is not what I intend at all. Yeah. Two different ways that we both get into our argumentative modes. So we've been looking for an argument and today we're going to talk about arguments, fighting and arguing. Um, And this is going to be not like hand fighting because I know very little about that. Yes. And how to actually fight a person. Yes. But I do have a big mouth. Yes. So it's the reason we're doing this. Maybe you should know a little bit about the physical confrontation side. I've had a few. (laughs) I won't tell you the result. I'm not man (laughs) enough to go there. Oh my All right. So fighting and arguments, one of the things that we were talking about is like things that just make us furious and get us to that place where we're arguing about something. Yeah. And for me, it can be nearly anything. Like like I will, I will stand on some really random soapboxes and just hold out on it. (laughs) I can't even name all of them right now, but there are There are a few that I have. I think we've covered them as some of our topics so far. Yes, yes, we have. So let me let me give you a little background into into my history of argumentativeness because I feel like I need to at least give a quick frame up. First of all, any of you who know my dad know that he's a pretty eloquent guy. Like he is, he's good with words. He he is he's a talker. um, Sometimes to a fault, I would even say he's 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 going to talk a lot. He will take up the dead air. Yes, he won't be any. No, there won't be any. But then. So that's my my dad. But my dad's father was a very quiet, not a very talkative man, was much more laid back. So it seems like my that must have come from my grandmother, who I never met. Uh, she died years before I was born. So I think that that kind of chatty side comes from her. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of insight into that other than my father. However, on my mom's side of the family, my Norris side of the family, my grandfather was the most argumentative person I've ever known. And a frustrating one because he was the kind of guy who he would start a debate, you would have that debate, and then somewhere in the middle, you would start to come over to his side, and then he would flip on you, and he would suddenly be arguing the opposite point. And it wasn't like he did it on purpose. He just would change his opinion somehow in the middle of it. He just wasn't done fighting. No, he wasn't. And so there is a Norris, there's like an extra gland in the Norrises that make you have a need to 
argue and debate. And coupling that with my dad's penchant for words and eloquence, I am like a perfect storm of both of those, both of those things. I think my family, the Stauffer side and probably the Kunkel side as well, kind of stubborn. There's a stubborn <laughs> streak in a lot of us. And then there was a family of five kids that I came from. So there's four other stubborn people that I had right. to hold forth against. And as the oldest, I had to win. So <laughs> that's the way the family structure works best. That's right. And it's so, a dominance hierarchy. That's, <laughs> that's what right. It is. And you don't screw with it. You no. don't mess that up. No. So my fighting and arguing is a well-honed honed skill <laughs> that I've had for many years. And I took oral interpretation, discussion, and debate in high school because I wanted to and because I wanted to fight with the teacher. That was literally the reason I took it is because I wanted at some point to have a debate between me and the teacher, and I didn't care what it was on, but I was going to win. That's right. Yeah. I think that fight ended up being over whether or not girls should be in wrestling. <laughs> I died on that soapbox. Oh, I bet you did. So anyway, a little bit of background of why why we are the way we are. <laughs> so that's just to give our credentials yes. as great arguers. Yes. Um, the Bible says many things about arguing, uh, have nothing to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Uh, do not answer a fool according to his folly. Um, yeah. There, if you go through Proverbs, like a wise man says few words, those kinds right. of things. There's, and even a fool seems wise if he doesn't speak. There it is. <laughs> I don't know if a wise man says few words kind of thing is even I in think Proverbs, it, I think but it's it actually, a general No, I think it does actually okay. tail into that as well. That's the message version. <laughs> That's the constant we can throw at just in case. Well, that wasn't the message. Was, yeah, oh, I don't boy. even own the message. No, I think that's teetering on heresy. We'll walk away from that now. Ooh. <laughs> Some light treason. All Hallelujah. Right. Um, so we are counseled by Scripture that we would be wise if we didn't take up foolish and stupid arguments. But are there things that it, there, it is worth arguing about? Mm. There are, there's a whole thing of Christian apologetics where you learn to defend your faith, which is basically sophisticated arguing. Yeah. You are taking up a position... You're finding another position and you're taking it on head to head. Yeah. I would call that, some people call that an argument. Some people call it debate. Right. Right. And, and probably one of the most brilliant people I've ever seen in this field has to be Ravi Zacharias. Yeah. Um, and, and if you've never heard of him, um, go look him up on, on YouTube or, or anything. I mean, read some of his books. He's just a phenomenally brilliant man. He's one of those guys that when he speaks, no matter how smart you are, you feel intimidated, not because he's an intimidating or imposing personality. He's very gentle. He's very, but just the sheer amount of knowledge that he has both about the Bible and about culture and history. I mean, he is, he is one of the most brilliant men, in my opinion, on the planet and hearing him, um, have these debates with people. He'll do Q and a sessions where someone will come sometimes with really heavy questions and he always has an answer. And, it's a well thought out answer. It's not like a, like a, because the Bible says so, which I, as a Christian, I am offended by that answer because the Bible means nothing to the world. And so when you have someone that is coming to you and seeking some kind of argument for your faith, just saying, well, the Bible says that is a lazy argument. And this man is the opposite of that. And so go check him out. An amazing apologist and really brilliant man that shows how to argue well with those who do not believe. 
Yeah. And so I do think there's a purpose for arguments. I would even go a little bit further in that I enjoy arguments. I enjoy it like a sport. What's wrong with us, man? Like some people like chess and I just like a good argument. Yeah. I like a good debate. I don't like presidential debates. No. They make me furious. Yes. Because it's not a debate. Yeah. There's not a winner and a loser and nobody talks about the question that's before them. Right. The questions are skewed and I just don't... It's controlled. It's too controlled. It's like weird pageantry. <laughs> and I would say bad pageantry, actually. Yeah, but it's a little weird. Like, there's even like a modeling aspect to it, and like, what did they wear, and how did they carry themselves? Yeah. And it's kind of gross. I hate all that about yeah. argument. Like, an argument has nothing to do with how you look and how you present yourself. It's more down to what you say and did this person win, did this person lose. And more than winning or losing, I love the back and forth yeah. of it, kind of as a sport. Yeah. I've I've learned more and grown more as a person from arguing than almost anything I've ever done. Yeah. Because it forces me to take it forces me to take a stand and actually prove whether or not I know what I'm talking about. And sometimes it's shown me that actually I have a stance that has no basis in fact. It's just what I was quote raised to believe or what I assume without actually knowing what I'm talking about. It, it Argument a lot of times will reveal my own ignorance before it will prove me right. Yeah, and I, I struggle sometimes with people giving arguments a bad connotation, um, mostly because in our family it was like, if you have a problem, we need to discuss it yep. and have it out. Have it out. And the whole, like, the whole family was sitting down at the table. It didn't matter. If two people were having it out, they pretty much capitalized all of supper. That's right. just what happened. Right. And we were all a part of that, and that was our house. Jess's family, she came from a family where they did not fight this yeah. stuff out. And so they would look at arguments and be like, are you guys okay? Is that, I mean, is that okay? Right. And every single one of the in-laws that we've brought into our Stauffer family have been a little bit like, uh, <laughs> what is that's okay. Here? What is happening? Yeah. So that that background, some people think that arguments are bad. I see the other side and say that arguments are good in that it gets things off your chest. It gets people to lay their cards on the table and say, "Do you actually have a point?" Or yeah. and or if or are you just are you just being bitter and being angry? because your feelings were hurt, but you have no point. You just yeah. wanted to be bitter and in, angry. In my mind, too, you know, the only place that argument has a place is in relationship. Like, I'm, I'm not going to just go start a random debate or argument with someone that I have no knowledge of or have no that's relationship really with, because that's when it becomes destructive. And I think if you look at a lot of the situations that they're talking about biblically, if you look at those examples of saying, you know, not, not to pursue foolish argument, this is what they're talking about. Relationship is always the primary, I would say it's the primary goal even of, of argument. You cannot, you cannot, sacrifice relationship, whether establishing one or having a long-held relationship, you cannot sacrifice that on the altar of argument. That's true. You can't do it. Yeah. I will say that my best arguments are with people that I was safe to argue with. Absolutely. And that I was not going to be written out of that relationship because I was arguing or because I had a viewpoint that was contrary to them. 
And I learned early on, I think in my teen years somewhere, that somebody that is a compassion person and they they really have the gift of compassion, don't argue with that person. Right. Just let them function the way they're supposed right. to function and don't argue with them because they will take it personally and it's not going to go well. Right. But against people that have a strong personality, go for it. Yeah. Like as long as you're friends and it's going to be okay. Right. Some people need to be stood up to. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the thing is like I've I've got I've got acquaintances and friends that I've known have acquaintances that's too thin. I've got friends <laughs> that I have that that we can disagree completely and we know that by the time we're done with the debate we're going to be fine and we'll still be friends and nothing will have changed. Ne- oh, both of us will still be in our opinions and and that's fine. You that's kind of how this podcast started. Right. In in a lot of ways, but at the same time I've become closer to people having those debates at times because when you're having a debate like that, you get to know a person for who they really are and what they really think. It is a good point to think about what you're sacrificing. Yes. Because if you don't know the person, you could be sacrificing the relationship over a dumb argument. Yeah. A really dumb argument. Or if you're having that argument in a workplace about something that's not work-related, right. you could be sacrificing a job right. for a dumb argument. Right. And if I'm arguing with Jess about something in our marriage, that's a relationship argument. If I'm arguing something totally stupid with her, right? like there's no reason that an external argument should affect our relationship right? or that I should bring it in there. That's a foolish and stupid argument to mm-hmm. have. But it might be good for us to work some things out and argue to the end yeah, to some other things. Right. So yeah, finishing, how you finish the argument is also important. Right. Right. And I think that that's, that's why I think it's so important to not approach argument in the sense of, and I know this is something you and I both struggle with at times, uh, but <laughs> understanding that argument is not about the need to be right. It cannot always be about the need to be right. Yes, but being right feels so good. It does feel good. It does feel good. But it, it, more than anything else, argument needs to be about getting to the truth. When yeah. argument is about getting to the truth, nobody loses. Yeah, I agree with that. In a good sense. You know, it's not like the frustration of like debate where you said it's it's a it's pageantry and there's no winner or no loser. But if you're if there are two people who have opposing views, but they're trying to say, okay, we agree that there needs to be a positive outcome to this situation, yet we totally disagree about how to arrive there. Let's fight out how to arrive there. And usually what happens is you get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you come to a conclusion that works and you've solved the problem you're looking to solve. So in those cases, as with most arguments, it needs to not be about being right or being wrong or being proven right or being proven wrong. It needs to be about getting to the truth. That is actual relational argument as opposed to political law or otherwise debates. I think that's what bothers me about stupid arguments. That's what I would classify as a stupid argument where neither side is really interested in the truth or an actual outcome. Yes. They, they just, they, they just take up a contrarian position. Right. Democrats say this. So Republicans automatically say the opposite. Right. And that's, what's terrible about our two party system is that they're constantly walking around each other. Right. And the parties morph over time into something completely different than as they started. Right. And that happens in personal arguments too, where people will 
take up a completely stupid argument where neither one is interested in the truth. Yeah. They just want to fight. And in my opinion, just fight then and get it done. Right. And have it out and arrive at a conclusion. That's right. And, and you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that specifically because I, I think that so often we oppose people simply because of who they are. Just like you said, like we know that we don't agree on a particular issue, so we're going to oppose everything about them. Uh, that's one thing you're seeing constantly with the with the the current administration that's in agree with it or not. There's just this constant view of okay, no matter what this person does, even if it's the same thing that we did or said six months or a year ago, we're going to come out and oppose it violently every time this the person because firing of the person was perfect. <laughs> it's like. Comey must be fired. All the all the Democrats, right. Comey must be fired. And most Republicans, yeah, he probably should be fired. Right. Trump fires him. Oh, that was terrible. Right, right. What an awful it's, thing. It's a perfect example. And I think that that's one of the things that I'm really grateful for that, that I feel like my dad has tempered in the Norris side of me is because he's always been very much a, a don't throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of thing. Uh, whether it's in 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 reading other people that he has theological differences with or or things like that, he's always said to me, you know, you need to take it and then lay it over the context of where you are. So I may not agree with somebody on ninety nine percent of what they say, but they may have that one percent that I'm like, this is really good, and I can grow and learn from that, and I can agree with them on this. I don't need to oppose it just because I'm opposed to the other things. Yeah, Sometimes there are things to, you need to unify on. We can go to certain people for certain things. Right. And there are fields of expertise that a lot of people possess that if you go at it and say, I disagree with everything this person is and everything they stand for. Right. You miss some of the good and some of the expertise that they have. And you could lose that in the argument. Right. Yeah. I had that with one friend where I kind of destroyed it, where he he's a great dad and he's a passionate Christian. And yet I finished an argument poorly and he's like, that's what you think of me. And I'm like, Oh man, I missed the person and like totally destroyed that based on an argument. Right. And you know, we do disagree on a ton of things, but there are really good common ground. And I think to, to be, for me, what I love is the safe argument where I know I'm safe with that person right. regardless of what I say, and then I'm going to be able to find truth. Whether, you know, like say that person's, uh, you know, of a different political persuasion, a different religious persuasion, uh, uh, you know, something where we definitely disagree, but we are safe in our the rest of our relationship. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because we will see truth and you'll see someone else's perspective in argument. Right. In fighting. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, I think that, I think oddly enough, the whole, the current concept of tolerance has kind of gotten in the way of having these kind of healthy debates because there's no more room for respectfully saying to someone, I believe you're wrong and having them turn around and respectfully say to you, and I believe you're wrong. It has now turned into trying to eviscerate a person and totally destroy them if you believe they're wrong. Um, you know, I've got a friend who, as you said, you know, I politically, I mean, we could not be, he's one of those people that I would, I would look at him and I would say, dude, you just think that because that's what you're supposed to think because you're, you know, you lean very, very left. Like that's your deal. 
but it doesn't look make me look at him and, and want to destroy his character as a person. Like, he's a good guy. Like, we agree on a lot of things. Like, he is legitimately a friend. And we completely disagree politically in how the social realms are supposed to interact with, with the political realm. And that's okay. Like, I, I don't think that makes him a horrible person. And I don't think I have a right or a call to destroy him as a person because we disagree. Yeah, I think you said something important about how political correctness and tolerance has ruined arguments. Yeah. And it's become, there's a lot of things that you can't talk about and you can't bring up in arguments because you just can't say that. Right. And it'll be like, I believe this. Well, I believe this. Well, this is why I believe it. Well, you can't say that. Right. Okay. Well, where do we go from here? Yeah, where do we go? And it just becomes like, well, now you think something about me and I didn't even get a chance to explain myself. I didn't even get to the end of the argument. And and, we didn't get to the truth because we can't even discuss the terms. Right. And you've, and in political correctness, it's about language control and controlling what particular words mean and that kind of thing. So you can't even use the language to talk about what you're talking about. And what it ultimately comes down to is it's, it's assigning motive which you cannot do. You cannot look into the heart of another person and say, this is why you're saying this, or this is why you believe this. You just can't do it. You know, so I may have somebody who says something to me that yes, maybe it offends me, but that doesn't mean that they're intending to offend me or hurt me. That has more to do with me than it has to do with them. Now, as a person, I can come to them and say, hey, this really bothers me that you did this, and we can have that discussion. But when I assign motive to somebody, suddenly they become evil. They become the problem in my mind. And yeah. that's when you get into that, that mindset of, okay, and now I must destroy them because there's just nothing good in them. Instead of whether their point was good or bad right. or their and, argument was And good I think that is the ultimate, the ultimate of pointless arguments and or foolish arguments is because you are, you, are, you, are, you are destroying or attempting to destroy the character of a person based on something they have said regardless of having any relationship with them, knowing anything about how they are with their family, what they do at home, who they are as a person, how they're viewed in their community, and automatically assigning a stereotype to someone based yeah. on the... Com- which, again, is why we started the things we say in the first place, is so that we understand these are just the things we say. Like, it is not just... This is not who we are, but these are the things that we're saying. And one of the things that me and Nate have talked about is that we both feel the need to qualify oh, yes. everything we say. And so I'll, we'll spend, like, our first episode was a disclaimer episode. Right. And we spent the whole entire time qualifying what we were about to say. And even then when we go to say it, we end up qualifying it. And that's painful for you guys, and it's painful for us to do. <laughs> but the whole point is we fear being misunderstood. Yes. And so... We both know through experience we have strong personalities. And if I come into an argument full bore, if I'm misunderstood by somebody that's like, wow, why did he go that hard? Yeah. He, I mean, he went hard in the paint there. What is what is <laughs> happening? And so you don't want to destroy the person and you don't want to be misunderstood. So you end up qualifying yourself and not ever getting to the point that you want to say and to actually say what you want to say. Yeah. Because if we're misunderstood and people take it out of context and people play it back to us and say, well, you meant this and assign the motive like right. you were talking about and say, well, you believe this about me, which is why you said that rather than no, we were having a separate argument. Right. Is that a, is that a guy thing where we're able to compartmentalize better? 
uh, where we can I, maybe yeah, it's in, not a guy thing maybe yeah. it's just a no, personality in, in, thing in my experience it has been to some extent where like I can separate the argument from the person right and I just want to have a good debate right. on this but, topic. But at the, that but we're at the same time, about. you know what? No, no, you know, I'm going to back up on that. Actually, I think it is a personality thing because I, I know, I know of guys who who can't do that, who yeah. who can't do that at all. And I know some women that are very able, yeah. to separate the yeah. person so, from the argument. So yeah, I would say it's straight okay. up a personality issue. And see, and I learned something. There, there you go. There you go. Um, and I said something that I didn't believe and then had to walk it back right there in front of you. There it is. The things we say in action right in that moment. And that's why I love arguments because I love talking out the things I actually believe and seeing if I actually believe them along the way. Yeah, which when sounds I hilarious. I know there are some of you planners out there that absolutely think that that is crazy stuff to, to not know exactly what you feel about something until you say it. And sometimes but, I don't know what I believe about something until I'm in the middle of an argument. Yeah. I would never let you know that. Right. I would never, <laughs> I would fake it the entire way. <laughs> but what just came out of my mouth, oh, I believe that. Yeah. And I don't know that I believed it yeah. when I went in. Well, and it, it is funny though, mentioning, mentioning the idea of us doing disclaimers, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a very laid back type of personality. I'm not one that usually gets angry. And as a matter of fact, I mean, my wife is... Sometimes my wife would get upset with me because I w- would be so steady uh, at times, which is funny, but not to give her any kind of a black eye. There I go, explaining myself. Don't need to explain myself. Just ask Kayla if you want to know the story behind that. But the thing that I struggle with is is it, I do get angry if I'm misunderstood. If I'm, if I'm being assigned a motive, if I'm being assumed to do something that's outside of my character by someone who's a friend... I will get angry and I will get hot quicker than anything else. And to me, it's, it really has, I've realized it is a character flaw that it's not something I need to defend. It's not something I need to defend myself on. I need to just be able to let those things go. But that is a big struggle for me is, is I hate to be misunderstood and misrepresented in people's minds. Yeah. And I, I think it's because it could misrepresent the things I stand for. Right. And if I'm misunderstood, then my family's misunderstood. My church is misunderstood. Right. My There's place of work it. might be That's misunderstood. Right. So all the things I stand for. So I want to qualify it to make sure I save the relationship, unless it's a safe relationship. Right. Like with Jess, I'll just blurt out the things I think and the things I, I say just come out. And with you and with a lot of other people that I know are lifers, they're going to stick by me. But right. there's not a lot of those relationships that we actually have. And I'm not so sure there should be. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not saying we have to have, like, right. we should all be right. real super tight like that and be all up in each other's business. Right. But yeah. Anyway. Well, and, and, and again, you know, I guess to kind of wrap this up, because we're kind of getting to that time is, you know, for me, I... I I want to do something like this so you can understand. If you're ever in an argument with me, you can understand where I'm coming from. This is part of our disclaimer right here even. Just being able to say, us as people, this is how we view argument. This is why we view argument the way we do. And why we kind of hold it, I would even say, a little bit sacred. Like having the ability yeah, it's to have it out game. with somebody. <laughs> Either when you have to or when you... It's, it's good practice for when you actually have to have a legitimate argument with somebody. You know, these these weird debates that don't serve a whole lot of purpose, but they're just fun. They're, they're fun to argue out. They're fun to, this is why weirdos like us like talk radio. I do. I love talk radio because, and it's we're a, the ones keeping it on it's the a air. It's a one-sided argument. Yeah. 
but I kind of like it because I have the other narrative playing in my head. And usually it's a contrarian narrative to whatever is the popular narrative. Yes. The only reason a talk, a talk radio show will survive is if they're saying something that is a little off right. from what everybody else is saying, that's because right. that's what makes it different, which is why ours might not survive. <laughs> it sounds too normal. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh man. All right. Well, this brings us to the end of fighting and arguments. Me and Nate didn't actually get into the full fledged argument we were looking for. No, no, yet. but that's okay. And we're, I didn't pull gonna, out the high voice on you. So yes, but we are. I, I promise you guys, we are going to in the near future. We're going to intentionally pick an, a, a subject that we disagree on. We just haven't found and one you yet. Can, and you can witness the meltdown right here on the things we say. <laughs> Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.